You hear me now? Yeah, I don't know what that was. It, uh, not- the the I don't know. It was really weird. There was like a boom of thunder, and then the Wi-Fi went out, and so the connection just got really fucked up there. Oh yeah, it sounded. It honestly sounded like you jumped into a pool. Yeah, no, it was it was making a weird noise on my end. I could hear you just fine actually the whole time, but. Um, so you, you know, heard just just talking about the Broncos. Yep. Like I, I mean, love them. Yeah, they they've got a, they got some work to do, but their team is super young. That like I, you know, the Chiefs obviously are going to be down there for a long time, but I think the Broncos in two years will be really good. But right now, I don't know that Drew Locke is there yet. But like, if I'm taken from from the first seed to the sixth seed in the AFC. I feel like you're going to have Chiefs and Ravens probably at that one and two spot. I think the Bills, given the weakness of their division, should be the, the three seed. Yeah. Um, it, like, and it, put it this way, if they can't get a home wild card game, that's they're going to start moving in a different direction because they, you know, Allen's now going to his third season. Um, they add Stephon Diggs. They, you know, if they can't do well now that Brady's gone, Josh Allen's going to get fucked. And they put another. Uh, they got another running back too. Now that they let Frank Gore go, well, they, drafted- they should have never let Frank Gore go. That was their biggest mistake. They're not going to win any games this year now. That is true. Wait, where did? Fra- oh yeah, Frank Gore's taking over Le'Veon Bell's job now. Well, and that's Le'Veon should be concerned because I know Frank Gore's, you know, three hundred years old, but that man can still ball. Oh, hundred percent. All right, so you got. So, obviously, I mean, I feel like the AFC is probably one of the easiest for, like, the division winners outside. of The only, like, competition that I think there's going to be is potentially with the Ravens and the Steelers. Right. I think that's going to be the closest one outside of that. Yeah, obviously, it's going to be Chiefs, Bills, Titans. Yeah, I Titans, think that, Titans will be interesting. Yeah, I think that the Titans are still going to win that division, but I think that the Colts are going to get a wild card. Yep, so, I so say so say you have Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, Titans, in in whatever order, then who are the three? Who are the three wild cards? Well, okay. So if you have Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, just say right, we'll put them at the three because their division sucks. If you got the Titans in at four, I feel that you know I, I do think I personally think the Colts make a wild card spot. Um, yeah. So if you got Ravens, Chiefs. Bills, Titans, the fifth seed would be the Colts. And at, at the sixth seed, I don't I just don't see the Texans making it. I think it's gonna be Pittsburgh. I, I think Pittsburgh's a better team and you I I think you have to factor in the fact that it's Big Ben we're talking about. You know, I, I understand he was injured last year and I understand that sometimes Ben you know, Big Ben has those games where, you know, he throws five hundred picks in one game. And then the next week he throws 600 yards and five touchdowns. Um, but the thing but, is, they could roll a trash can out there and it would be better than Mason Rudolph. Well, and Mason they, Rudolph they, was terrible. Yeah, and they barely missed the playoffs last year. Right, and, but, and that's exactly it. People forget, like, they, they literally were 8-8 eight and eight last year with a piece of shoestring at quarterback. I think that... And and Juju Smith-Schuster was hurt on and off the entire year. James Conner was hurt on and off the entire year. I mean... The fact that they won eight games is pretty remarkable. Right. I, no, they, they – I think that the, that the Steelers are going to be the fifth – I think that the Steelers are going to end with a better record than the Colts. Yeah, I just I just think the Colts have such a good team in general that 
Phillip Rivers doesn't have to play spectacular for that team to make the playoffs. I mean, they, like, they're going to struggle when they play a team. Like, if they play a team that's high scoring and it forces Phillip Rivers to have to throw the ball a lot, that's where they're going to be in trouble. But I think they're good enough to be 9-7 and seven or 10-6. and six. Now, if they can't win within their own division, which is possible, I mean, Jacksonville's a, a dump hole. And I think Houston regressed a little bit. Like, th- they still have a lot of talent, don't get me wrong, but I just think that ultimately the Titans and the Colts have more complete teams. Um, I have faith in Deshaun Watson, but, you know, you get rid of the guy he's relied on since he was a rookie. Um, and replace him with Brandon Cooks, who's always hurt with concussions. Right. And he and he a completely leads. different player, too. Right. Brandon, Cook, Brandon Cooks is essentially like, in my mind, what's really the difference between like Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller and Kenny Stills? They all kind of seem like the same type of player. Right. That they're and just that, like field stretchers. It's not a bad, that's not a bad like, you know, lineup to have, but they just, they don't have that absolute beast on offense i think david johnson is probably if he's healthy he's poised to have 14 to 1600 rushing yards but i think the texans are going to struggle to score um particularly in the red zone i think if they can't run it in um i think you're going to see deshaun watson take a lot more hits this year um so he takes a billion hits every year so that's going to be right and and like so i think the, the the teams you know i think you got chiefs ravens bills Titans, Colts, and Steelers. I'm not necessarily saying in that order. I think the teams on the bubble looking, you know, outside looking in, probably Denver maybe at seven and nine. I, I think Denver can be second in that division, but unfortunately they're going to, you know, that's going to be a division where the Raiders, Chargers, and, and Broncos are all really close with how good they are. Yeah, but definitely. The Chiefs are just that far ahead with Mahomes that they like. It doesn't matter how good of a roster the Chargers have; they they have the best roster on like within that division, in my opinion. But they don't have Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, I could see the Chiefs going out and winning like thirteen or fourteen games. Right, and I mean, you got to remember, and, and completely sweeping the division, the AFC West, because like Mahomes threw over four thousand yards last year and thirty-four touchdowns, and he missed what, three or four games? I mean, they only lost games. Granted, they did lose a couple with him in, but he was dealing with an ankle injury. Then he comes back from a dislocated knee, and, it, like, he still plays. Out. I mean, I, th- I think, I don't know. It, I just don't see anyone in that division even getting close to beating the Chiefs. I, I think – when you're talking about Mahomes, it's like any of the great quarterbacks, Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, those guys. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter and that quarterback has the ball, it's usually not good for the other team. Right. So so say you've got right in our you've already got Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, Titans, and then two wild cards for Steelers and Colts. Because they're doing the third the third wild card one is uh starting the playoffs this year, right? Uh, next year, to, to, uh, to the playoffs of 2022, I believe. Okay. I was thinking that it was like the upcoming playoffs that they were changing it around to. Cause that's when they changed the, um, like the length of the schedule too. Right? Yeah. I, I think it's all a year out. Okay. So say if they did have the third wild card, who would, who would get it? I mean, I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably have to say Texans. I think. 
I mean, I just think Deshaun Watson's good enough and that defense still has good enough pieces. Like, you just got to look at those. J.J. Watt, is, as good as he is, you know, if he's hurt, who else do they have on offense? I mean, on defense, they got Merciless, who's good, but they they don't really have a good secondary anymore. They, you know, they did a good job when they lost a couple of pieces. They lose Bouye. Jonathan Joseph gets older. They, they get Tyron Matthew from the Cardinals. Then he's gone. They trade away Clowney. Um, they trade away Hopkins. I just like I don't see. So you, that. so you think know. that they would get that last wild card spot over like the Browns? Because I think that the Browns would. I think that the Browns are going to have a better record than the Texans. I think that the Texans go sub five hundred this year, and that the Browns, you know, go like win somewhere between like eight and ten games. Well, see, I I think that it doesn't even matter what team, what division it is, or who it is. I think that. The best, if there's a third wild card, like or I shouldn't say if when there's a third wild card spot, that team is going to be uh, below 500. I don't care what conference it is or what division it is. Uh, there's just with only having excellent, you know, 16 teams in each conference. Uh, the fact that you have divisional opponents and all that, like it just mathematically doesn't really work out. That you know, yes, you might have a nine and seven team in there every now and then, but I think you're starting to see a separation. I think it was a little closer a couple of years ago, but I think there's a separation from the really good teams to the, to the okay teams. I think, you know, you're going to see teams like the Minnesota Vikings who are a good team. They're okay. Right. They're not amazing. They're, they're just okay. But I think the Vikings could easily fall to seven and nine this year. I mean, they, they've got cousins and, and Thielen and I, yeah, they drafted Jefferson and they still got cook that offensive line is still really bad. And, you know, it's going to be stuff like that where I think you're going to see the, the division leaders are typically going to be teams that, you know, 13 and three, I think you're going to see more 14 and two teams. And then you, you might see the Browns get in at eight and eight, seven and nine. I, I don't know. I guess it'll come down to like conference schedule and whatnot, but um I think early on in the season, we'll know right away if the Browns are legit or not. I think if they struggle right off the bat, that's an emotional roller coaster of a team. And if they struggle early, I don't think they can bounce back. Well, let's see who the Browns, because I think that the, I think that the Browns are going to have a pretty decent year, but they also start off the year pretty easy outside of, so they start off at Ravens, which I don't think they're going to win that one, but then they have two super easy games right after that. They have the Bengals in week two with a, you know, fresh Joe Burrow. And then they play the Redskins. I think the Redskins are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I think that that's like two easy wins there. And then they have a tougher stretch where they go Cowboys, Colts, Steelers, three games in a row. It's like their schedule kind of goes like back and forth between like, you know, two or three difficult games to like two or three pretty easy games. Right. I mean, because then a- after that, before they're by, then they play the Bengals again, the Raiders, and then they have their bye. And then they come out of the bye, Texans, Eagles, Jags. It, so, it, I mean, they definitely have a lot of winnable games. Like, if they, if they come out of that stretch, um, you know, like week, week 11, 11 or 12 and have six or seven wins, which I think is pretty doable. I think that that team's going to be looking pretty good by that time. Yeah, I think I think so. 
let me ask you this. If the Browns, I think we said this yesterday, but if the Browns don't make the playoffs this year, because you know how last year before the season started, it was like, oh my gosh, Super Bowl contenders already, Super Bowl, and then Mariota comes in and just slaps his hamster all over them. And, 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 now, <laughs> and that, that, it, it's a team that doesn't have resiliency. They're not, they're not a team that can come back. Like, you know how you've seen Packers over the last like six years of Rodgers' career where they'll start off the season like one and two or something, and everyone's like, ah, they're done. And then Rodgers comes out in the media and it's like, yeah, relax, don't worry about it. Like, I'm still here. And then they make the playoffs. They, the Browns don't have that. And so I think if the Browns struggle early, say they, you know, say they lose to the Ravens and they lose bad, which is possible. They did beat the Ravens once last year, but say they lose to Baltimore and then they lose to Cincinnati, which I don't think Burrow has to play great for the Bengals to be a six-win team. I think that he's got enough talent if A.J. Green's healthy, you know, with Tyler Boyd and Alden Tate and Mixon. I think the – And the T. Higgins. Right. They load up on that offense. I think their offensive line is still a question mark and their defense is still not good. So, I, like, you know, no, uh, I don't I, I don't see the Bengals being a real threat in, the, in that division. But, like, the Browns – there's a high chance they lose. They drop both games to the Steelers and both games to the Ravens. So their best case scenario is to go two and four, right? I don't see them doing better than three and three in that division. And I think ultimately the division record is it's, it's what's going to decide who makes the playoffs. They're not going to have three teams out of that division. I think it's going to be Ravens, probably the top dog with Steelers right on their trail. I think, I think Steelers maybe drop both games to the Ravens and that's that's what's going to decide the division but I don't think the Browns can beat the Steelers especially after what happened with Miles Garrett and how that big Ben's back I think the Steelers are probably circling those games on their on their calendar um because you know that that's the team they hate the most do you think big Ben's gonna gonna beat Miles Garrett with a helmet I mean big Ben is bigger than Miles Garrett is big Ben's a, a, a giant man he Did you was, see somebody like made fun of um like Jay Glazer or something made fun of Ben Roethlisberger for not working out during the quarantine or something? I mean that's it's funny because all these NFL analysts and whatnot. I don't know if you saw the whole thing about David Carr and he commented on Jameis Winston's workout. And then Pat McAfee lit him up. Pat McAfee absolutely buried him. So and, and but Winston like hey Winston's out there doing what he's been doing. He had a great college career. He's been fairly productive in the NFL. I know he's had a lot of turnovers, but he's a guy who can toss the ball. Um, and it's like, he's just trying to get better. I, again, I don't like Winston at all. I, I, I don't think he's a good person. But well, Did you hear also that uh, James Winston got LASIK eye surgery? That he was like yeah. saying that he couldn't even see out on the field? Right. And and I I don't know how much that affects him. I think he's a bad decision maker in, in every aspect of life. But he's now backing up drew Brees. i mean i don't think he's gonna start ever again potentially right because like once you're a quarterback like that because i mean look at um blake bortles compared to james winston like blake bortles got his big contract after he was really good actually with the with the jaguars when they had the allens I mean, he took him to the playoffs. He won some playoff games. 
Jameis Winston, I don't think had as much accolades as um, Blake Bortles. And then Blake Bortles goes and backs up Jared Goff. I don't think Blake Bortles is ever going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL again either. Well, and, Blake, Blake Bortles definitely not as good as Winston. I mean, it's not even right. Not even but like, right? But like, do you see like either of those guys like going to a team after they've after they did what they've done? Because the narrative around James Winston is basically like, yeah, he threw for a ton of yards and a lot of touchdowns, but he also had a great offensive mind coach in Bruce Arians and two of the top receivers in the NFL and two pretty good tight ends with Cameron Brayton, OJ Howard. And they had a defense that wasn't that good. So he constantly had to air out the ball and they really didn't have a run game till, you know, closer to the end of the year when Ronald Jones started doing a little right. bit better. Yeah. He picked it up. He picked it up a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really know if anybody's going to look at James, like if any team's going to look at James Winston and be like, Oh, I think he still has a lot of potential, you know, because really I mean, where like he's, he's going to sit behind Drew Brees for a year. And I think that's going to be absolutely huge. I think people will be more inclined to take a risk on him simply for the fact that he sat behind a hall of fame quarterback for a year and was able to pick up, you know, maybe Drew Brees picks a bar his game and says, Hey man, this is what you need to do to be successful. But if he doesn't get another contract with the saints, and then, so say like Drew Brees retires this year, right? Or after this year. And then they're coming into the next season. And obviously, they're going to have a really good record. Um, I think that they're going to win the NFC. And they're probably going to be in the Super Bowl. So they're going to have a low pick. They're not going to have a pick to where they can draft a high-profile rookie quarterback to come in and start day one. So it's like, I think the only chance that James Winston has to start for a team is if he picks up another contract with the Saints and then they roll him for, you know, a year or two until they can either – did they, they drafted Jacob Eason, right? No. I thought Jacob did they still went to Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do they still have um, Taysom – actually, they yeah. might have changed Taysom Hill's position. They, no, so I don't they, know if he's, they gave he's, Taysom Hill a pretty good contract, too. He got paid. Right, but he's never going to be a quarterback. No. And like, he's throwing, I, yeah, he's throwing he's what, just, six passes? Yeah, but six it's like, seven. It's like, okay, so say say the Saints move on from, from Jameis Winston next year and uh, Drew Brees either stays another year or retires and they go a different direction, like, what other team – like, do you see any other team that would actually pick Jameis Winston up as a starting quarterback? Because you're either going to have teams that were really bad and now have top picks, you know, potentially like like the Jets or like the Redskins. And obviously, like, if the Redskins have a top pick, I think that they're going to draft a rookie quarterback. I don't think they're going to have, like, a Jameis Winston come in and start. And the Jets are kind of tied to to Sam Darnold. I don't think that they would bring a guy in to start over yeah. him. The- Dude, that that's something that I like thought about a lot. Is the Jets, and I, I, I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of criticism with what I've said, but I, I don't think Sam Darnold's their guy. I just, I just think his decision making on the field has been so poor. And I know he missed a couple of games early in the season, and I get he doesn't have a lot of help. He's got a, you know, a freaking toad at coach in Adam Gase. But like, I, I just think that Sam Darnold is going to struggle bad this year. And maybe it's not his fault, right? 
But regardless of it's his fault or not, it doesn't look good for him. And I think, you know, the Jets are fairly similar to the Browns where, you know, the Browns, it, it took a lot longer for them to get a decent quarterback. I don't even know if I would say Baker's decent yet, but you know what I mean? Like they, they've been going through quarterback after quarterback and it just doesn't work out. And I think that. Dude, what Sandra, about when the, what about when the Jets had uh, Josh McCown though? I mean, and the beard himself, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, but see, though, that's that's a problem. If you're a team and you're resorting to Josh McCown, then Ryan Fitzpatrick, then Josh McCown, <laughs> that's that means your team sucks. Like if if you got those guys in, there's a reason why Josh McCown lasted for over a decade in the league and wasn't really the starter. Like McCown had some games where he played okay, and I would like him as a backup because if you're winning in your court, there's a game in Indianapolis. Uh, I think it might have been Andrew Luck's rookie year. The Packers were on the goal line about to score, and Rodgers got poked in the eye. And so he had to come out for a play because they were looking at his eye, right? Graham Harrell comes in on the goal line and fumbles the fucking ball, and we lost that game. So I think that, you know, while you might say, well, why is it important to have a backup quarterback? If your starter's hurt, you're probably fucked anyway. That's probably true for the most part. Having a guy like McCown for one or two plays, if your quarterback had to leave the field for a drive or a quarter, you know, um, I mean, you remember that game, uh, Packers Bears when Rogers hurt his MCL, right? Yeah. John Kaiser comes in, and Khalil Mack destroyed him. Pulled Kaiser's pants down every time he touched the ball and entered him very soft and sweetly. Like Deshaun Kaiser looked so terrified every time he snapped yeah, the ball. It was it was it was like, oh, here's a fumble, here's a pick six, here you go. And then Rodgers comes back and it I guess it just shows you the 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 difference between not only a starter but like a great quarterback versus oh, this is why Kaiser's not a starter. Okay, now I remember. Um but I mean, had that been like say Josh McCown. That would have been a completely different game. I mean, Rodgers still comes back and does his thing. But, like, I think that's what is so important about having a decent backup. I just think at the end of the day, like, in the Jets position, I know I kind of we kind of wandered off there. But, like, I, I just haven't seen anything really good from Sam Darnold yet. And I, I've always been a fan of – I've always thought, like, you give rookie quarterbacks, you give them three years, right? Three years to prove it. Because most good quarterbacks, not even just great, good. Within three years, even if their team's not good, they play well. Right. And and I haven't seen that from Donald. And it, to me, if I'm a GM, when I've got a young quarterback and I'm sitting there for two years and I don't see much out of him, it, it just doesn't benefit you to stick with him. Maybe he goes to another team. And in five years, he's a top 12 quarterback, so be it. But how long are you going to waste your time and pass up on, you know, imagine if the, imagine if the Jets just traded up and and got Herbert or Tua, you know, like, are they going to stick with Darnold? And then in two years, Tua is really good and they're still stuck with Darnold. See, I guess I don't think that Sam Darnold is is that bad. And um, he hasn't played a full season yet either. I mean, this will be going into his third season. So I think even if he comes out and doesn't have – like, obviously he's going to have to take a step forward, but I don't think it's going to be that hard for him to take a step forward given the fact that last year he had no receivers. I mean, like, 
who who was his number one receiver on that team? Like for a long time, it was Quincy and Munoz, who he was throwing short passes to, and right. then he was playing with Mono for a little while. Had to sit out a couple games. And yeah, and then, four games or something. Yeah, and then he's working with Jameson Crowder and Josh Doxson and Quincy Anunua. Those aren't on any other team. Those would be like like Jameson Crowder's. I actually think is a decent slot receiver, but they none of those guys would be even number two on most teams. But now this year he actually has Denzel Mims, who, well, I guess he did have um, Robbie Anderson. I mean, yeah, but, but even – I mean, to your point, yeah, I, I will say, you know, I don't think Robbie Anderson's that good, but he he doesn't have a lot of talent around him, and I get that. And so, you know, they're not going to get rid of him. He was a top-five pick in the draft. He's He'll be there for his full rookie deal, and he'll probably get extended. I mean, they'll probably pick up his fifth-year option, um, you know, because that's a good way to test him out and, and not have to pay him a lot. But I just think – it's it's just really tough. It's a tough league. It's tough to be a good quarterback, but you know the quarterback takes too much credit, but also takes too much criticism. Uh, I just I don't know. I think Dwayne Haskins is in a similar position where, like, if you're a GM, how long do you wait before you move on? Because look at the Jets with Mark Sanchez, right? They spent a long time with Sanchez, and they did get to the AFC Championship game, but they got there because of their defense. See, I think and, that I think that. Uh... Dwayne Haskins and Sam Darnold are like completely different quarterbacks though, because like you said, like you haven't really seen anything from Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold did have some pretty good plays last year in his rookie year. He just made a lot of bad decisions and threw a lot of interceptions, but a lot of guys do that when they're younger. I mean, in the rookie and like sophomore seasons, look at how many interceptions like Peyton Manning threw at that time. Dwayne Haskins, I don't think made really a single play last year that I looked at and was like, okay, this guy has potential. He could do something in the NFL. It's like he went out there and the entire offense stagnated. He couldn't pick up first downs. He couldn't – I mean, the only time he could actually make plays is when he threw it to Terry McLaurin, but he already had a little bit of a connection with Terry McLaurin coming in. And he was getting blown out of the water by Case Keenum. Like, if you're a rookie – if you're a rookie quarterback – and you can't even look decent compared to Case Keenum. I think that's a huge, like a huge red flag there. No, I, 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 I just, I don't know. I mean, in her- yeah, Haskins doesn't have any pocket awareness. I mean, he got, he just, there's so many times where he just, he just doesn't throw the ball, and he's just like, ah, I'm, I'm guessing I'm getting hit this play. Yeah, but I guess like in terms of playmakers. I would agree with that because I think Terry McLaurin was the best receiver on the Redskins and he was better than any of the receivers on the Jets. But outside of that, the Redskins really didn't have much for receiving options besides Chris Thompson when he was healthy. But I mean, they had a couple like, what did they have? Like Paul Richardson, like they had a couple scrubs. Um, Trey yeah, they, Quinn. They, didn't, they didn't have much at all for him to throw to. I mean, but that, that's, that's what's really tough about being a quarterback though is that you know if you're a team you have to evaluate not only the quarterback's success but what what affects him and what do you need to do in the draft I guess my argument would be and I know it's not a fair comparison but when you look at the Packers last year right Devontae Adams goes down you have Geronimo Allison who pretty much got hurt every game 
but he when he's healthy, he's okay. Not good, but he's okay. MVS, not very good. Equinemia, Sam Brown hurt all year. Jake Kumaru, Kumaru, whatever, he's okay, but the reason he's on there is because it's a it's a, it's a PR thing. He's from Wisconsin, whatever. Um, but, you know, it wasn't working out with a fourth-string receiver, so they said, let's put in a sixth-string receiver, and he turned out to have a good year. I don't think Lazard is bad, but Rodgers obviously made him. Um, and, again, I know it's not a fair comparison, but I just think, like, the guys that make it to the NFL receiver are really good athletes. One, No matter how you look at it, they're all really good athletes. And I think that when you have inexperience at your receiving level, that's when you really need to rely on a quarterback. I will say, to counter my point, it's not really good when you've got rookie quarterback and rookie receivers because they don't have chemistry. Um, and the skins, it doesn't help that they had Jay Gruden on that coaching staff. He's the worst thing to happen to that team for, you know, since they changed their, or made their name, the Redskins, but. Do you think Ron um, Rivera, you think Ron Rivera is going to, okay. So here's the thing. I honestly don't like the Redskins at all. Just because I think that they're going to roll with Dwayne Haskins the entire year. And they're not really going to have a run game because I mean, what are they, are they going to keep running with Adrian Peterson or is Darius Geis going to finally step up? Or maybe Bryce Love? I mean, it's like they have a bunch of Inj- running backs. It's injury, injury, injury. Yeah, they have a bunch of running backs on their team. They lost Chris Thompson, and he was a big part of that team in the uh, like third down passing game. So now you got – and they, they drafted a running back that also played slot receiver in college and didn't have that many carries. So you got all these guys. It's like who's really going to be – they don't have a workhorse running back on that team. I don't think that Dwayne Haskins is a guy – who can win games with his arm and his decision-making. And they really only have Terry McLaurin at wide receiver. I mean, the defense is going to be good on the defensive line, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins come out and only win two or three games, even with Rivera on that team. Well, and that's what I think is that, you know, we, we had talked about, I mean, I was a little surprised. I kind of thought there was a chance to maybe take Tua or something, but, I really wouldn't be surprised to see Washington, you know, go with Haskins all year because if he looks good, great. Then we'll go, we'll go draft another offensive lineman. We'll go draft another receiver or whatever, right? But, you know, go grab Jamar Chase or something. But if Haskins looks bad, which is more likely to happen, and they go 2-14, and 14, which they're probably not beating the Cowboys either time. They're probably not beating the Eagles. And the Giants, I think, are good enough. I think the Redskins go zero and six in that division. Yeah, um, I agree with that. If if you know, and that it's all on Haskins. If he sucks, it's not all his fault necessarily, but it is all on him. If he sucks, and then the team sucks, they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, or Fields, depending on how bad the Jaguars do. Because I think the top two picks in the in the draft, honestly, are going to be the Redskins and the Jaguars. Oh yeah, the Jags are not Gardner Minshew. I like him exciting player but he's not good he's not good enough to you're gonna go three and 13 every year until you you get a star quarterback and then and then the the biggest thing is if you keep sticking with these trash quarterbacks you are not going to attract anyone in free agency think about this you had Allen robinson and Allen hearns Allen hearns sucks right he was a joke he was a bust Allen Robinson, that was a huge loss because he is an absolute stud. Yeah. DJ Shark and DD Westbrook are also really good. When their contract is up, they're gone. If they don't get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, 
they're gone. They're going to say, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go play for a team that has a good quarterback. But I mean, that that's another team to the, like the Jaguars. Like, do you see them beating anybody in that division? I don't see them beating the I Titans mean, either time. I don't see them beating the Colts either time. I, I, I really. Can see them the, I could see them beating the Texans. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I could see them beating the Texans maybe once, but. I don't think that the I don't think that the Jaguars are going to do much at all this year, and I think that they're kind of planning on that happening anyway. I mean, if you get rid of Foles and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew showed enough last year to basically prove he's a competent quarterback in the NFL, and that he's probably going to be a long term backup. But I don't think that he's ever really going to have what it takes to be a, a long term franchise quarterback. And I don't think that the Jaguars expect him to do that. I think that the Jaguars are expecting to come out, potentially trade away Leonard Fournette. They already traded away a bunch of players on their defense, completely tank the season, and then get themselves, yeah, some Trevor Lawrence or Fields, and then maybe get rid of Gardner Minshew or keep Minshew as a backup or something. Because if they get rid of Minshew, don't they get a compensatory pick then? Two in like the whatever fifth or sixth round that they drafted him in. I'm not. I'm not really sure, honestly, with that with that whole situation. I I I could see them keeping him for a while, though. I mean, I think he'd be a really good backup to have. I just he's not their answer. And if he had a better roster around him, maybe they're a decent team. But like the Titans are going to be a, a a good team, not a great team, but they're going to be a good team at least for the next three to four years. And the Colts. With the, with how good their team is around Rivers, like I said, Rivers doesn't have to play great. He just got to play average, and that team's gonna, you know, be at worst nine and seven. So I just there's not really any room for the Jaguars to get wins until they get a star quarterback. And even if they do get Lawrence next year and they add a couple pieces, they re-sign some receivers, you know, a new running back, maybe bulk up that defense again. Even if they do that, which their defense would be great if they kept Paul Pozzolini. But Paul Puzlosny, I forgot you love Paul Puzlosny, dude. Paul Puzlosny was, <laughs> you know, when you see those like bobcats driving around, like you know, hauling concrete and stuff like that. He was stronger than one of those, dude. I believe he it. Was, he once, I he once told me that he physically fought an ox. Did he win? He just beat. He beat it up for no reason. <laughs> he he went he went to the field where it was grazing. And he just beat it up to prove he was the alpha. I mean, that's how strong this guy is. Oh, my God. So, and I mean, he's not the strongest guy that ever played in the NFL. If it was him and Frank Gore in a fight, we all know Frank Gore would have won. Yeah. But I just think... Frank Gore would beat anyone. Like, strongest man alive. I, I just don't know that the Jags, like, even if they get Lawrence, it's going to be three or four years. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, I do, I, like I said before, though, I think there's a possibility that Deshaun Watson does not sign with the um, with the Texans. And then do you think that he'd go to somebody like the Jaguars? See, I think that the Jaguars are going to get too, are going to be so bad that they get a quarterback and that they're not going to be looking to get a guy. Right. That's kind of like no. what I was saying with like a Jameis Winston, because like the Jaguars are a team that could benefit from a guy like Jameis Winston, but they're so bad that they're going to be high enough in the draft to where they're going to get a rookie that they think has high upside. Well, yeah, I, I actually thought Jameis would go to the Jags. I don't think Watson goes there. I think Deshaun Watson goes to Las Vegas. I think this is going to be a telling year. I think the Texans struggle. 
Watson says, hey, what the hell? Where did all my good players go? Las Vegas says, fuck you, Derek Carr. Get out of here and go join your brother in the booth. And then Deshaun <laughs> Watson goes and, you know, hey, I'm going to play in Vegas. I got Henry Ruggs. Got Josh Jacobs. I'm sad. Darren Waller. They have some good offensive Darren pieces. Darren Waller, yeah. Because then, I mean, Tyrell Williams is a pretty decent wide receiver too. And then they got little baby Hunter He's Renfro. Up. They drafted a bunch of like a bunch of wide receivers in like the mid rounds too. Um, and they also drafted my boy. It was listed as a running back, but you know they're going to play him in the slot all the time. I don't want Bishop Sankey? No, dude. I wish Bishop Sankey was my boy. I remember Tyler Ottinger drafted Bishop Sankey in um, like the first year that we had the 516 draft. And everybody was like, Tyler, who the fuck is Bishop Sankey? And he's like, oh, I don't know. He's just listed high up in ADP. And I'm pretty sure that I don't even remember who the starting running back for the Titans was at that time. But they took over for or Bishop Sankey didn't even play until like week six. Like, I don't even think he was projected to even play. Um, but no, he wasn't. He did not have a good career. But no, I, I'm not talking about Bishop Sankey, dude. I'm talking about Lynn Bowden Jr. The GOAT. Lynn Bowden Jr. He, pretty, he had a pretty good college career. But he also played like quarterback, running back, receiver. He returned punts and kicks. The dude was a freak. What if, what if Derek Carr gets injured? I'm trying to think of who I'm trying to think of who the backup is for the for the Raiders. Mariota, because right Mariota. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot they got Mariota. Which seems strange. Like, dude, Mariota clearly wasn't a good quarterback. Derek Carr's on the verge of getting the boot, and you're just like, hey, you know what? Our quarterback is kind of mediocre. Let's go out and get a guy. Who is below mediocre? They still have. Let's go. Off. They still have Nathan Peterman too. Oh my God, he is the worst quarterback that's ever walked the field. Like actually, he. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser is up there. Brett Hundley's pretty bad too. Um, yeah, but Nathan Peterman but, is the best preseason quarterback out of any quarterback that's ever existed. I remember that game where they benched Tyrod Taylor for some reason in the, in Buffalo, and then they put Peterman in, and and Tyrod Taylor I thought played good enough that he should have been the starter. Oh yeah, they bench him. Nathan Peterman comes in and throws what four or five picks in the first half against the Chargers, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like they're like Tyrod, will you please go back in for us? If I was Tyrod, I would have said fuck you, I'm quitting. You go out and get a new quarterback. You you put Peterman back in. Tell the coach to get out here. I think Nathan – like, I watched a video one time. It was, like, every um, touchdown or, like, completed pass that Nathan Peterman threw. And then there was a video that was just as long for every interception that Nathan Peterman threw. <laughs> it was bad. Like, All right, so I forgot how, I forgot how many, like, playmakers the uh, Raiders actually have on their team. But – Marcus Mariota actually makes sense to me being in the Raiders just because of John Gruden. Because John Gruden's one of those guys that loves, like, he, he calls everybody grinders. Like, he loves, like, the super athletic quarterbacks and the ones that come out of college that are supposed to be game changers. Um, right. Who is the – I'm trying to think of the – Blaine Gabbert. Like, he, Blaine. John Gruden is a guy that would sign Blaine Gabbert. You know, he would he would be a guy that was super jacked about Blaine Gabbert coming out of college, which I think a lot of people were. 
that he's like yeah, he was supposed to be good. a freak athlete. He's going to be the next big thing. And then sputters out and doesn't really do anything. And 99% of the NFL is off of him. Yet I could see John Gruden being that one guy sitting <laughs> so on the sideline being you, like, this guy's it. He, he's still got it. Who, the do you, who do you think is I'll – name, I'll name five guys, and you tell me who is the biggest bust. Because I've had this – I've been trying to have this conversation with my brother about, like – you know, because Blaine Gabbard out of Missouri, I mean, he – there was a lot of hype around him, right? This is a guy who played well in the SEC. I know Missouri is not a good school necessarily, but, you know, he was this big, like, 6'4". He's got the long blonde hair, big arm athlete. He was super athletic. Blaine Gabbard – Right, he was he was like his his player traits were similar of of like Aaron Rodgers or or Russell Wilson. Like this is a guy who can run, not that he's super fast, but he can throw on the run, which I think is more important than actually running itself. I think but, I think he actually was like really fast. I think he ran a pretty fast forty. Well, right, he's. I mean, he was. He, I don't know that he had great vision you know like cam newton when he runs cam newton has great ball carry vision he he sees the field well um you know cam newton yeah he took a lot of hits but like he didn't take rg3 type of hits cam newton just would try to take on the whole team himself and usually he would do more damage i think what caused more injury to cam newton and this is totally a side note i think what was the demise of cam newton's health was Poor officiating. I think he was the most unfairly treated quarterback in in the NFL. If anyone else took the hits that he took, players would be ejected and arrested. Yeah, it was just because like, he played like a like a goal line running back, but, and, and but they treated him like that because he's and exactly. And it was it was bullshit, and because he was cocky and whatever, that's why he didn't get the calls. But it's like, dude, do you see Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? You know, when they get hit, they're looking for the flag because, you know, they're, they've achieved that status. And I thought Cam Noon also had achieved that status. Um, I mean, I, I know he hasn't had the same career, but Cam Newton's one of the greatest, most prolific athletes we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that one year, they didn't they only lose one game the year that they – Yep. They went 15-1. and and But it wasn't just the fact that they went 15-1. Cam Newton – was not only running, everyone thinks, well, no one could stop him, and then they figure out how to stop him. No, he was arguably the best passer that that year. I mean, um, but but anyway, what I was saying is, like, me and my brother try to come up with a list of, like, who is the biggest bust over the last two decades? Um, so you tell me out of these five who you think is number one. And this is in no particular order, right? I got Blaine Gabbard up there. I just... He did not pan out. Um, Jamarcus Russell. I think that goes without saying. Um, oh, my God. It's slipping my mind. Another quarterback that uh, – oh, Mariota. I just don't know why that – couldn't think of that name. Mariota is interesting because he looked kind of good a little bit here and there. Um, but he really wasn't. You know, couldn't. Couldn't do remember it. Remember when he caught? Just remember really, when he caught his own pass? Wasn't that for a touchdown in the uh, playoffs? Yeah, in the playoffs against the Chiefs. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Mariota. I think another one would. It's tough because those are the three that I've really had narrowed down. I mean, David Carr probably one of the bigger busts that I've ever seen. Um, he he just he, you know. He really did not pan out. Um, and then, 
Um, why am I spacing on this? What's his name? Josh Freeman. Oh, Josh Freeman. I'm not saying those are the biggest five busts that we've seen in the last two decades, but like all of them equally were pretty hotly projected out of college. Josh Freeman, not so much like Blaine Gabbert, but Josh Freeman was supposed to be decent. And he did have a decent rookie year. I, you know, I think Jamarcus Russell, probably the biggest bust though. I mean, that guy, they, what they, I think you were telling me that they, they had to brag him to, to watch film by getting him hamburgers. It was, um, no, they, uh, they gave Jamarcus Russell a blank CD and told him that there was game film on it and told him to watch it over the weekend. And he came back and, and they asked him how, like how the game film was. And he had a full discussion about it. And then they said, Oh, by the way, that was blank. There was nothing on it. Jesus. I'm pretty sure that was Jamarcus Russell. I, I wouldn't be surprised. He was criticized right away, actually, in his rookie camp. They criticized him of being extremely lazy because he was this monster quarterback, you know. He's the one that broke he's the one that broke his leg in that game in college, right? And they carried him down the field. I think so. So I think I think that Jamarcus Russell is probably the biggest bust out of that just because he could have been good. But he just didn't try. It was definitely Jamarcus Russell, though. I just looked it up. Jamarcus Russell, uh, the first thing on NBC Sports. Jamarcus Russell clearly didn't watch tapes. Here's the hilarious story. And they didn't think he was watching tapes, so they gave him blank cassettes, which were they still using cassettes at that time? I don't know. Hopefully not. I guess. I mean, that uh, was back, like, before 2010. I mean, but I got a CD player in, like, 2001. Yeah, but did you have a DVD player? Probably not. I, I actually don't know when that transition happened. Yeah, I think – I'm pretty sure that um, back then we were still watching VHSs. Because think about it, 2008, that was when I started high school. I'm trying to think of – The fall of 2008. So I guess I probably had a DVD player at that point. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know. Technology's weird. I mean, I was still rocking the GameCube. I remember I got mad in 2008 with Vince Young on the cover. <laughs> oh, um, God. And GameCube was the greatest uh, system ever. But, yeah, I think it it's really interesting how, like, how you can be such a freak in college. I mean, I think Eddie Lacy is a very similar example to Jamarcus Russell. Obviously, Eddie Lacy's first two years in Green Bay were really good. But he, like... He goes to see – they literally cut Eddie Lacy because he was too large yeah, and too lazy. Yeah, but he, he goes to Seattle, and they, they get him on a weight loss pay program. Hey, we'll give you 50 grand for every 10 pounds you lose. And after 20 pounds, he said, fuck it. I am too hungry <laughs> for this shit. Yeah, but did you know that um, Eddie Lacy is ripped now? Is he actually? Yeah, I heard somebody saying that, like, Eddie Lacy got, like, fucking shredded. Well, I mean, good for him. I liked Eddie Lacy, but he just, oh my god, he was big. Yeah, he'd be, <laughs> he he definitely beefed up. But okay, so do you think that Marcus Mariota is actually a bust? Bust? 
Because I don't think that Marcus Mariota it should even be like in the category of busts. I mean, he was so highly sought after in college just because, you know, I don't really think Oregon quarterbacks do too well just given the nature of their games, you know, their play style in that team, especially in like the Chip Kelly era. But like Mariota was, you know, thought of like, oh my gosh, the Buccaneers should have drafted Mariota. I think a lot of people felt that Mariota was the better, like true better quarterback. And I don't, I mean, neither one of them, I guess, yeah, you're right. Mariota's probably not a bust. He got his team to the playoffs. They actually won a game because he caught his own pass. <laughs> yeah. But, which is extremely impressive, actually. That's just the, the awareness to be able to do that and score on it. But I just think, like, if you're drafted number one or two, if you're drafted in a top 10, you just, you like, you got to be better. And it, it's not his fault. Like, the NFL is just such a, much faster pace, stronger pace game. But at the end of the day, like we're talking about a franchise putting literally hundreds of millions of dollars and a lot of years into one guy. And that's a lot of pressure. I get that. And it's, it's not his fault. He got drafted. They chose him and maybe it wasn't the right system, but I I just got to think like, you know, Aaron Rodgers said this on the Pat McAfee show before the draft, when they asked, you know, how do you, how do you play against, you know, cornerbacks, right? Because they're talking about how the Lions were, were, you know, took Jeffrey Okuda and whatnot. And I don't know, Rodgers had a really interesting bit on it. Basically, and I know this is a totally different position, but basically he said, you know, with Xavier Rhodes, they took him really high up. And, you, you know, he basically said, because McAfee had asked him, do you go after the rookie? When you see a team draft a cornerback high up, do you go after it? And Rodgers said, yeah, usually you've got about a year or two to go after him. Um, but when they take, you know, he was like, when they took Xavier, you know, you knew right away that this kid's probably going to be pretty good. Um, and and, and we, would, we would go after him the first couple of years, but that ended pretty quickly. Um, and so that's what he was saying about Okuda. Like, you know, this kid's going to get targeted a lot now that Slay's gone and, and Okuda is their face, their defense. But, like, I think it's the same way with any position you draft a guy high in the first round, you know, Jared Goff, obviously not a bust either, but I think like, I just don't think Jared Goff was a good pick. I don't think he's a good player. I think. Yeah. I was never too high on Jared Goff either. I mean, he got into the Super Bowl, and I think he's played well enough. I mean, Todd Gurley got them to the Super Bowl because a lot of, um, a lot of golf stats were padded by the fact that that year that the offense was high flying and they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, how many just short screens or short passes did Todd right. Gurley take Todd to the Gurley, house? Todd Gurley carried that that offense. I mean, there's no question about it. I think last year was the most telling year for golf, and I felt like, granted, a lot of quarterbacks are overpaid, but it's such a delicate position you have to pay them. But I felt like. Golf last year actually looked good enough that you know I was like okay well he's clearly good enough he's put he's carrying the the offense you know without Gurley really playing much there Sean McVay and that and the management were trying to say last year by limiting Todd Gurley's playing time they were trying to establish the fact that hey Golf is our guy going forward and it's not Gurley 
we can't depend on Gurley anymore. We've got to put it in Goff's hands. Yeah. And they missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs. I mean, that's just as simply as it can possibly be laid out. Like, and now they're now their team's worse, and they're definitely not making the playoffs this year. No, and and honestly, I I sold this to Alec the other day. I think they might finish last in that division. They're not going to beat Seattle or or San Francisco. Seattle has Russell Wilson, who is an all time great. San Francisco has an absolutely loaded defense and a good enough offense. In Arizona, with some of the pieces they added on offense and defense, like Arizona's not making the playoffs, right? Right. But Kyler Murray is clearly a really good talent. They have Kenyon Drake still. They brought in DeAndre Hopkins on top of Larry, Christian, and Isabella. That is a loaded receiving core. I think I, I really am excited for Isabella. I want to see him play. I think he's a like I think he's a very similar you know very similar to Julian Edelman. Except um, way faster. Not, way faster. He's not as good. Edelman, whether people like him or not, Edelman's probably a Hall of Fame receiver. The guy, you can argue, well, he had Brady throw him the ball all this time, but Edelman was just reliable as shit. But, like, Arizona, I'm still shocked. We talked about it yesterday, but Isaiah Simmons, dude, how the hell did they get him? Dude. Who knows? I mean – that defense is still going to be pretty bad in the secondary because they don't have oh, yeah. they don't have any cornerbacks or anything besides mm. well, okay. an old Patrick Peterson. Got, but they still they got Buda Baker. They're not they're not they're not terrible. True. And then they got Isaiah Simmons and um, Chan, they still have Chandler Jones too, who's pretty good. Yeah, Chandler Jones is good. He's actually really good. They got um, one of the guys that the Bears drafted at outside linebacker a couple years. I think it was last year that was supposed to be pretty decent. So. Who knows if that guy might might come through? But so, do you think that Andy? Because uh, obviously, it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. But a lot of times, they run four wide. So it's like obviously going to be right. DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, like the top three all the time. Then, do you think the fourth wide receiver on the field is going to be Andy Isabella, or do you think Keyshawn Johnson's going to take it? Because they drafted. I mean, Ke- they drafted yeah. Keyshawn Johnson, Andy Isabella, and Hakeem Butler that year. And I think a lot of people right. were saying that, like, Hakeem Butler was a better prospect than Andy Isabella, and Andy Isabella was just kind of a burner. But I think I think Hakeem Butler is actually a really good receiver, and I think playing with Larry Fitzgerald is going to be huge for Hakeem Butler. Yes, he might not get a lot of use this year, but I or, or I should say last year he didn't get a lot of use, but that Cardinals offense is going to be dangerous. If you, Like, their offense, what they did a really good job last year, right, is, you know, Kingsbury came out there and said, hey, look, we got Kyler Murray who can run, but we're not going to run our offense with him running it constantly because he can also throw. And so if you've got Hopkins and Larry and Christian and Isabella out there and maybe you got Kenyon Drake in the backfield, it it's going to be really tough to spy Kyler because he's faster than the linebackers are. And so if, you know, when you've got – I don't care how old Larry is. Larry is still an excellent receiver. And then you add Hopkins and Kirk to the mix. That that's going to be extremely difficult to guard. Whether you do any sort of zone or, or man, that's going to be nearly impossible to stop. And you have to worry about Kyler Murray taking it up eight, ten yards every run. I mean, if you play back because you're trying to prevent Hopkins or Larry or Christian, you know, from from getting open, you also got to worry about Isabella going deep. And then on top of that, you got to cover the middle where where Kyler can scramble. I mean. 
they don't have the experience yet on offense, but I think adding DeAndre Hopkins really helps because what Larry realistically retires at the end of this year. So they don't, they don't like regress at all. You know, Larry retires Oh crap. Now what do we do? We don't have our veteran receiver, you know, Oh shit. Actually we have DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, that I like, like I said, though, like, or like you said, the Rams are going to struggle. I think they're a worse team than they were last year. I think not having Gurley, I know they got Cam Akers and they got Henderson, but but they obviously don't. Stanford, they, there's obviously something with Henderson that they like don't like or that they don't want to start. I mean, I thought that he did all right last year when they gave him the opportunity, but I don't understand why they drafted Cam Akers so high when they didn't. They haven't really given Henderson that much of an opportunity. Well, and when when they he, did, like he was pretty electric. I mean, he busted off a couple pretty big plays. I don't understand why you draft a running back with that much draft capital when you've already got a guy on your team who could potentially be the guy. Because I mean, is Cam Akers going to start, or does Henderson start? Well, I, I think Cam Akers starts. But you're, here's my the real question. I've been saying this since they traded for Jalen Ramsey. Was Jalen Ramsey worth a first round pick? He's he's obviously a really good talent. He's a top tier cornerback, but cornerbacks are similar to running backs, right? The great. I'm not going to consider the greats in this because it's it's an unfair comparison. Charles Woodson played at a high level for a long time, right? Because he's one of the greatest. Richard Sherman, same thing, right? The greats play a long time. I don't think Jalen Ramsey's a great, but with cornerbacks being like running backs, they have this like five to six year window where they're like elite and then they fall off. Um, Was it worth a first round trade when they could have taken Jonathan Taylor? If you're going to take a running back high up, I would have assumed they would have said because you knew early, right before that Ramsey trade happened, we already knew that they were not going to be having Gurley stick around. I thought they would trade him, but we knew that that was all inevitably ending. But would they not have been better off not trading for Ramsey and getting like Jonathan Taylor in the draft or? drafting Isaiah Simmons, you know, I mean, Isaiah Simmons wouldn't have fallen to them, but they could have had Patrick Queen, right? They lost Corey Littleton. I mean, they did not do a good job of filling their pieces. I, You got rid of Gurley to draft Cam Akers. I don't understand that. Todd Gurley is still better than Cam Akers is. Well, and they still have, Mal- you know? they still have Malcolm Brown on the, on the roster too. So I could for sure yeah. see them coming out and starting – it, like, I have no idea who they're going to start. But I think that there's just as good of a possibility that they come out with Malcolm Brown as their starting running back than Cam Akers, you know? I like I like Cam Akers. I think he's a good running back, and I think he's a good pick. I don't think he was a good pick for that team overall. Like, Cam Akers, don't get me wrong, Cam Akers is a really good talent. But I felt like, okay, so you trade away your first round because you wanted that top-tier cornerback. Well, how long before Ramsey says, I want out? You know what? I, I just, I don't want to be here anymore. It's, we suck now. Like, yes, you got Aaron Donald, but okay. So you lose Robert Quinn. I know they lost him a while ago, but you've got Aaron Donald, who is your, your, your clear franchise player. He's the face of that team. You lose a, an elite running back. I don't care how healthy he was or not. Todd Gurley healthy is still a top player of the league. And then you, I just felt like they had bigger voids than the running back. I think that they needed a linebacker. 
I was surprised that they didn't try to trade up and get Patrick Queen. Um, I can't believe the Ravens got Patrick Queen. I hate the Ravens, and I'm pissed that he went there. The Ravens had a pretty good draft overall. They do. They they got J.K. Dobbins and freaking Patrick Queen. Yeah, they got two studs, and they still, along with having they still they hmm. still have good running backs on that team too, with Mark Ingram and uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. I was really high on him last Justice year. Hill. Yeah, Justice Hill, the man. Right. They well, and and that's the thing is Mark Ingram's got a year left. They'll cut him after this year. Oh yeah. Um, but. Miles Boykin, they've got Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is really good for like five games a year, and then he sucks for the rest. But you have Marquise Brown, you have Miles Boykin, who I think is going to have a breakout year. They drafted Devin Duvernay. Yeah, they lost Hayden Hurst, but they still have Mark Andrews. Um, Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews is better anyway, really and they have Nick Boyle too. Right. So they, but then on defense, it's like okay, you know what? We need to beef up this defense because. And you know what? You know why they signed Clayus Campbell? There's one reason. It was because Derrick Henry ran all over them in the playoffs. That's the only reason they signed Campbell. Why would you sign a 35-year-old defensive lineman? Like, Campbell's a stud. It's because Clayus Campbell's wife bakes cookies after every win. I would hope so. I would eat the hell out of those cookies. But I think, like, Clayus Campbell knows that. I don't want to say Hall of Famer, but Clayus Campbell's had a phenomenal career. Oh, yeah. Um but they brought him in there specifically because they had this high-scoring team that just – I mean, do you remember when they played the Rams? It was, it was the most embarrassed I've been for a team in the last 10 years. It was, it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. We're talking about a team that made the Super Bowl the year before with a loaded defense, and Lamar Jackson said, fuck you, Sean McVay. I'm better than you. And – you know that. Oh, I mean, but yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry changed a lot of teams just by by embarrassing everyone. But they had Clayus Campbell. They brought in Marcus Peters, who who can be good. And then you add Patrick Queen to the mix. I mean, that and that's why I think that the Steelers lose both those games. I think the Ravens just added too much. You know, Dobbins, Patrick Queen, and Clayus Campbell right there. Those are three great additions i i don't know it's it, it's going to be really interesting i i'm not sure i'm not sure what the ravens like it's all in their offense now 